The reading this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17 through 26. Now in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For to begin with, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. Indeed, there have to be factions among you, for only so will it become clear who among you are genuine. When you come together, it is not really to eat the Lord's Supper, for when the time comes to eat, each of you proceeds to eat your own supper, and one goes hungry, and another becomes drunk. What? Do you not have households to eat and drink in? Or do you show contempt for the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What should I say to you? Should I commend you? In this matter, I do not commend you. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Thank you, Terry. Good morning, church. Good morning. Great to see all of you this morning. We have been on this journey with our summer series called Roots, Rediscovering of Our United Methodist. And in the past week, we have delved into the history of the Methodist movement led by John and his brother Charles Wesley in the 18th, I'm sorry, 18th century, exploring their key emphasis in faith and practices. And today we are wrapping up our sermon series with the sacrament of Holy Communion. It's something that John Wesley highlighted to take as often as possible. Would you join me in prayer? Dear God, as we listen to today's message with your spirit, open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive all that you want to say to us. Help us to see you, to hear you, and ultimately to follow you. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my hearts be acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. A four-year-old boy was in a church when the communion was being served. He was very interested in this and started to get up to receive it. 
Then his mother leaned over and told him that he was not old enough to partake in Holy Communion. And later, when the offering plate came by, he ignored it. Again, his mother leaned over and told him, why don't you give out the dollar and then put in the offering basket? He refused it and said, if I don't eat, I'm not giving. <laughs> if the boy were at a Methodist church, this wouldn't happen to him. He would be gladly welcomed to the communion table, and he would be happy to be a part, part of it. This is because we, as Methodists, practice the open table, and also known as open communion. When all are welcome, regardless of their age, baptismal status, or denomination. This is one of the unique practices of Methodists, originating from the 18th century Methodist movement. If you are from a different Christian tradition, this open table might sound very unusual because most Protestant churches offer communion only to those who are baptized. I remember when I was little, my home church, a Presbyterian church, did not allow, allow me to take a Holy Communion until I got baptized. I was baptized when I was 13, and I still remember, I was very excited to receive the Holy Communion. And later, I came to America for study and joined a Methodist church. When the Methodist pastor said that all are welcome to the communion table, it was a shock to my ears. However, once I understood why, I came to love this practice. And as a Methodist pastor, I am so proud to be a Methodist, and I love our unique tradition. In order to understand the open communion, we need to comprehend the fundamental belief of Methodism. Does anyone remember what I preached about three weeks ago? Grace. <laughs> ding dong ding dong. Yes, grace. <laughs> Very good. And then when I preached uh, about grace, I told you that Methodism, everything is about grace. It means that everything we do here at Here's Day United Methodist Church can be ex explained through the understanding of grace. Why do we come to church for worship? Why do we pray? 
why do we give our times, offering, and our um, gifts to the Lord? And why do we read the Bible? Why do we study the Bible? Why do we engage in missions? And why do we uh, visit the sick? And why do we help the community? And why do we fellow, fellowship with one another? This is because these actions serve as means of grace, the channels through which God's grace flow to us. This means that these actions are good to our souls. When we are hungry, or when we don't eat enough food to function, what happens to our bodies? Our body weaken, and we are easily get sick, or we um, easily feel irritable, depressed, or fatigued. So we need to consume food, not junk food, but healthy food, to stay physically, mentally healthy. Similarly, John Wesley understood that we need God's grace all the time to nurture our souls. If we don't receive enough of God's grace, we are easily tempted by our evil desires. And we may prioritize fulfilling our desires over fulfilling God's purpose. Wesley discovered several ways in which God provides grace. He calls these ways means of grace, and Holy Communion is one of them. Throughout his ministry, John Wesley emphasized the significance of partaking in Holy Communion as a means of grace. Because Holy Communion is one of the two sacraments that Jesus commanded us to observe, as written in Gospel Luke chapter 22, and also in today's scripture lesson. Do this in remembrance of me. Wesley believed that Holy Communion is the food of our souls, healing our brokenness, forgiving our sins, and transforming us into Christ-like persons. So John Wesley encouraged Methodists to partake in communion, not just once a week, as often as possible. And that he himself partook Holy Communion more than two times per week. He also believed that Holy Communion conveys three kinds of grace. Prevenient grace, which comes before even we are aware of it. Justifying grace, that help us to know who we are and we have saved 
we, we have been saved by Jesus Christ. And the sanctifying grace, which guides us to abide in God's love and it shapes us in the likeness of Christ. Therefore, for John Wesley, Holy Communion was something that everybody should receive together, regardless of who they are, their baptismal status, or that, their denomination. No one should be neglected from receiving the Holy Communion. This is the same teaching that the Apostle Paul instructed his people in the Church of Corinth by correcting their manner of Holy Communion. Some rich people, they come only because they don't need to work. And then they ate all the communion. And the rest of them who came late, nothing left for them. That's unfair. Because Holy Communion is God's gifts freely given to us to nurture our souls. Let me share with you an episode of John Wesley regarding the Holy Communion. After the American Revolution, many Anglican priests returned to England. As a result, the American Methodists faced a shortage of clubs, and many of them were unable to receive the sacraments, Holy Communion, and Holy Baptism. Wesley took this issue very seriously and requested his Anglican bishop to ordain some of his lay preachers so that he can send them <coughs> to America. Unfortunately, his request was declined, and he had to make a radical decision. Even though he was not a bishop, he ordained some of his lay preachers and sent them to America so that they can share God's love through sacraments and that everybody can receive this soul food that our Lord provides for us. Church, we practice open communion, where all are welcome, no matter who they are, no matter how they feel about. This is because, firstly, Holy Communion is a sacrament ordained by Jesus Christ and commanded for us to take, do this in remembrance of me. Secondly, Holy Communion is a means of grace where we can receive God's grace that forgives, heals, nurtures, and trans transforms us. Since God's grace is available for everyone, as God loves all of his people and also as our Lord Jesus Christ died for everybody. And please remember, this table 
It's not our <coughs> table. It's the Lord's table. So we, as recipient, cannot judge who is eligible for receiving the communion. That's why we, as Methodists, practice open table or open communion. So church, let us come and partake the Holy Communion, the food of soul, with gratitude, and may the grace of God nurture our souls, heal our brokenness, and empower us to transform the world. Amen. <laughs>